Good evening, Cobbacy families, and welcome to another Cobbacy Evening Fireside podcast. The Warriors and the Rovers, well, at least the Rovers, are in their beds. The sun has gone down over the bunks, and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table. They are the color of a main summer sky, and each boy and each counselor pours over those blue sheets to see what will happen today. This is your blue sheet report about what did happen today. And just in case you were wondering, it was hot today. The first three days of session one were 90 degrees, and the last three days of session two are 91 degrees. Just a bookend of blaze. And it was still great. It was it was sweaty, and it was a lot of Gatorade, and it was totally fine. Today was packing day, and it is the definition of bittersweet. I say this every packing day on every packing day podcast, but I think I mean it a little more at the end of the summer when everyone's a little more tired and everyone knows that it's the end and it just feels one more one dollop more even more meaningful even more poignant and even more bitter and even more sweet i think that before i get into what happened today i would just want to say to anyone who's listening that i am so proud of this staff so much more has been asked of this staff than was asked of staffs in the past and camp Cobbacy has run through some really intense times world war one and world war two the vietnam war uh, so I'm sure that much was asked of staffs in the past, but the only ones that I know about, it doesn't, it hasn't been nearly close to this summer for them. They were not allowed to leave for the most part. They were, you know, they were here. They were with each other. They had to form all the social bonds they were going to get at all, all summer long with each other, mostly and almost completely here. Maybe a camp trip out, uh, maybe an errand, but that's really it. And they did great. It was really wonderful to watch the ones that were able to keep it going, which was many of them, most of them, into the second session and still be amazing and stalwart and warm and kind and patient, even with all those things. Maybe a few of them because of those things, because of those restrictions. However, that's just conjecture. I would just say that I am proud of them and that they did such good work for your boys. And they will walk away from this one absolutely sure that they did a big thing. Because they did. Okay, on to the schedule. Backing day started hot. We rallied. Uh, there was some last-minute travel changes, as there always were. So the office is buzzing with preparations, getting ready for parents tomorrow, even if it's just a pickup. And uh, and we can't wait to, to see you in the windshield and the, through the window, hand you some fried chicken. And also your boys. Probably those two. And then there was, you know, packing all day. And I think that, that what you need to know about packing is that it is much more than putting clothes in a bag. Although we try to do that right, certainly. Um, it is making sure that as that's happening, the boys are processing what it means to have a big old beautiful bunk and to take it down and to put it into bags, into boxes. And to hear your counselors talking about college and what the open road looks like. And to understand that a big change is coming. They were just in COVID for a long time. Uh, so I think there may have been a little extra bitter along with the extra sweet, knowing that 
unfortunately, Delta variant is still with us and and increasing in speed in some places, and that maybe masks are in the future in some form of an adjusted school. I think it made today even more meaningful and that packing day even more layered. We pack with them one-on-one, one counselor and one kid, and make sure everything goes in right, but also that the conversation happens. Talk about what happened this summer, their triumphs, their challenges, some of their best friends that they made, but also maybe some difficulties with a boy in their bunk that maybe they worked through. And as they pack, and as they have these processing questions and conversations, so too does the bunk change from a lively, vibrant, sometimes explosively so, you know, place to a wooden box full of wooden beds. It's still like that today. You go in there tonight. I was just in one of the bunks right after campfire, and it's still bumping. <laughs> but soon it will be just a box. It takes the boys to make a cabin. After lunch, those who were finished packing came up for bunk photos, and then, if they had time, a quick swim. And this is a PSA. We It was hot, 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 so if your boy arrives uh, with his swim trunks in his backpack in a plastic bag, that was because it was 93 degrees, and even though we'd already packed, we had to get him in the lake. So these are my apologies ahead of time on the radio. Sorry about that, but they were much better boys after a dip in that lake. And then brothers, after that, everybody goes home and they to their bunks and they get on their college shirts, which is a variously interpreted concept, and they come up with their hair slicked back and their college shirt on, often still wearing pajama bottoms or jeans and flip-flops or boots or something, and it's time for brothers. And brothers is where it's a funny coffee tradition where the boys just pick other boys or counselors and boys who look like they could be brothers, often 
Uh, it's shocking how close they are. There was a couple of them were great. You see, you'll see all the pictures, but some of them are really hilarious. And uh, the the young bear uh, boy and uh, <laughs> and Wyatt is such a good one. It's so funny. It only got silver out of the silver, gold, and and bronze, but I really well, I would have voted for it. It's so good. You really have to check it out. Well, little Ethan and Wyatt. All right, and then. Um, after brothers, then flags, the last flags, and then dinner. And it's not just a dinner, it's a banquet, which means you get to choose between a big old steak cooked on the grill by Lewis Lee himself, a Maine lobster, or a smoked chicken smoked on the grill by Lewis Lee himself, baked potatoes, butter, sour cream, big old salad, fresh greens, corn, fresh roll, hot roll. And then for dessert... I mean, chip witches, obviously. Speaking of chip witches, as you know, if you open up a chip witch in such a fashion that it flies into the air and you catch it in your mouth, I'll give you $100 if you say the magic words, this is my moment, this is my chip witch challenge, and most of the boys, not all, but most, will save their chip witch challenge. You only get one in your whole life, one official try. They will save their chip witch challenge until they're old enough for their head to have grown big enough for them to be able to grab that chip witch in there, in their face. But there are some who try early, and the failure rate is extremely high. It's got to be something like, I don't know, one out of 500, catch it. I have awarded four victory $100 bills uh, in my life before today. So, you know, we've been doing this for eight years. You can do the math, maybe more than what I just said. A lot of people get close. Very few actually catch the chip witch. So... Today, if you, oh yeah, there's always hope at Camp Coppicey for boys. So if you do your official challenge, maybe you did it when you were nine and you didn't understand how volumetric measurements of one's head should be taken into consideration when doing the chipwitch challenge, and you spend your big one chance, you're not out of the game. If you catch another chipwitch by saying this is my redemption and then catch it, you get your official try back. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is exactly what Carter Tasker did today. He got, he, <laughs> He said, this is my redemption, and he shot it into the air, and wouldn't you know it, he caught it. And the whole camp went absolutely ballistic because they didn't hear him say redemption. So they thought that he owed me 100 bucks. No, other way around, that I owed him 100 bucks. But it was his redemption. He got it back, and he was so pleased. It was just the whole place went crazy. It was like he was famous. And maybe four chipwitch challenges later, Jeremiah Gonzalez-Alvarez shoots it up in the air and sticks the landing. He caught it. He caught it right in front of everybody. Then they really went crazy. And today when I handed him his year gift, I put a cool Benjamin right on top because, you know, you got to back yourself up. Every time someone wins a Chipwitch Challenge, which is now five out of countless thousands, usually some rover shows up and insists that I pay him as if I was going to, you know, cheat Jeremiah Gonzalez Alvarez from his promised hundred. I'm not sure what to think of my reputation when the when the rovers do that. Do they think I'm about to just walk off and not pay? I don't know. After the Chipwitch Challenge were the awards. These are very important awards: the Sportsmanship Award and the Brotherhood Award, which is given at the campfire. Uh, sportsmanship here is one of our values, as is Brotherhood, as you know. I'm so excited to tell you these names because it was very hard to figure out who would get this the Sportsmanship Award for each of these age groups. I'll start at the at the top because the bottom one is my favorite just in terms of pure kid did not see it coming. For Sachem, that was Andrew Schmoo Early. Been with us forever, and he was such a wonderful example during his captaincy of the uh, during Color War. 
And then counsel, Alex Black. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. And Warriors, Travis Hefter. That's right. Travis was voted most sportsmanlike. And then in the Rovers, Cody King, who couldn't believe it. His mouth was wide open. It says it was it, it, I, he didn't know what to do. He just sat there holding the plaque and staring at it with his mouth open. Uh, true amazement. He was so beyond it. He just never thought it was I guess he never thought it was gonna be him, which is probably how he got the sportsmanship award. Cody King, everybody. And then uh, all the year gifts went out. There's a there's a gift for every year above three. And then uh, at the very end of that, at ten years, is the brick. You get here, you stay here ten years as a camper or a staff member, you get a brick. And Adam Smith got his brick today. Big, huge smile. It was really great to see. After the awards, slideshow. And that's again where Anna Drody and Sarah Sultan, who have just been so marvelous all summer long, again proved their worth. It was just a great slideshow. All these pictures, all this awesomeness. And then it was time to go down to the campfire. And at the campfire, we first honored Nick Whitman, who was a beloved camper and staff member at Camp Covacy for Boys, and we lost him in the fall of 2019. I was standing um, just a few streets over from Times Square when I heard the news that Nick had passed. And it was just a huge blow to everybody. And, um, man, we got to honor him this evening with the Nick Whitman bench, which is going to sit on the hill above the waterfront, looking right at Spirit Island. We know that so many friendships will be deepened, and so many friendships will be begun on that bench. It's perfectly positioned. It's exactly where Nick would sit when he was hanging out with somebody who needed his attention. Nick was very special. And the Nick Whitman bench was dedicated today with an essay by Josh Geller with help from all the boys from Nick's bunk. Sent in comments and emails and so on to Josh so he could read them in front of the camp. Very meaningful. And then the rest of the campfire ensued, which was all the normal stuff. Handing out of the hatchet that went to Ari Stralitz. And then the Brotherhood Awards, which are now the Nick Whitman Brotherhood Nunway Awards. We're going to go in reverse order again. Alvy Ackerman for Sachem. Brand new kid in, in, in council. Brand new council boy. Avery Deutsch. Avery Deutsch. Been here exactly three and a half weeks. He got the Brotherhood Award today. That is, he talk about a duck to water. That guy's so nice to everybody. And in Warriors, we have a brother pair. Harrison Knapp got it for Warriors, and he was just beaming. And his little brother, Reed, was beyond excited. He was so excited. He was waving madly in the front row. That's my brother. He was, he was like his brother was famous. Big old, big old open mouth smile, and his brother like kind of waved back at him. It was a good nap moment. Harrison Knapp is unstoppably nice to everybody around him. He's a class act. And for Rovers, the ever-friendly Joaquin Arnold also got the Brotherhood Award. What a lineup. Such good boys. Very exciting. And then, at the end of the campfire, the oldest seniors, which is the age below Sachem, got to take the fire back to Spirit Island. Big old torch. We sang our paddles, clean and bright, flashing like silver, as they canoed the, the fire back to Spirit Island. Those boys were Julian Taylor and James Denny, who have the most summers under their belt in their age group. At the end of the campfire, Cobbesy families, I think you should know that I warned the boys that they are headed back to 
a life that may seem still like it's a little upside down. And I also told them that when they had that first feeling of sadness or maybe even being upset about it, to remember this moment when we're all shoulder to shoulder, no masks, sweating in the evening heat, all together in a community, and that it was going to be okay, that they were going to be all right, and this too would pass, and that Kavasi would be waiting right here for them a short time from now. They can come back down this road under all of our signs. They could smell Lewis's fried chicken. They can sing the songs. They can play on the fields. They can swim in this lake, their lake. They can climb on the mountains and go down the rivers in their beloved Maine, and it was going to be all right. For they are welcome back. We cannot wait to have them so soon. It was a huge summer, Kavasi families. It was so wonderful to have your boys with us. This place is just a place until they're here. Tomorrow they're gonna, you're going to show up or we're going to put them on vehicles and send them away. And this place will get very quiet and very still, like it's holding its breath for next year, which it definitely will be doing. And so that is our little informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cobbacy for boys. Your boys will go to sleep tonight for the last time here in 2021 with steady counselors watching over them, nodding off, surrounded by their friends, loons sounding on the lake. All is well in this place set apart. Yeah.